Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Sipple the snowflake is one old triggered soul with reading glasses sitting on his nose and takes that really blow. Sipple the snowflake deserves a mouthpiece to the face. He says LeBron's the goat and Steph will choke. Then he runs to his safe space. Hey, we gotta be careful here. He tells us when we speak. But when 10 games air in a day, he thinks that's too many. Oh, Sipple the snowflake says words like mature. He's a blogger now and an honor too, and also really old. Oh, man, I, I didn't see this part. We were watching the end of this NFC Championship replay. And what, the celebration? No, the sad, it's a celebration. The sad Lions fans. There's a, the, the, the woman oh, and, the, yeah. and the husband or boyfriend or whatever in the stands crying. He's like, man. I must say, though, I was very impressed by the amount of Honolulu Blue in that stadium. They traveled very well this season. Yes, they did. Very well. Very, very well. Yeah. Hi, Sip. Uh, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Great, man. How are you? Good. Good. I'm standing outside with no coat on. That's 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 progress, right? Big progress. Yeah. Do, how do you feel about this? So, uh, a weather person in your fair city of Lincoln described tomorrow 60 degrees as a top 10 day of the year. What do you What do you think of when you hear such a proclamation? If there's no wind and it's 60 and you know, is it? I don't know. Small February one or what do we? What do we? January thirty-one. It'll be Jan thirty-one tomorrow. So, so um, yeah, I could go with that, Josh. I mean, wow. especially if there's no wind like it is right now. Okay. We disagree. John and I disagree. Yeah, I mean, you vociferously. I mean, we get a lot of seventy degree days in you know in the middle of the year, and and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and there's no. I mean, no one's golfing in this stuff tomorrow. Yeah. No, but uh, I don't know. I mean, guys who ride motorcycles is big that you can get it. Out, you can get the. You can kind of get it out in uh, January. But you can say you did it, and, they, and it's good for your bike. Hmm. It's hog time. Oh, so so when you put the hog away, you if we get days like tomorrow, you'll you'll pull it out. Yeah, right. So you um, won't you won't you won't you won't store it for the entire winter. Well, and, the idea always is to do that. That's what I'm saying. Is the idea I my, I do it. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, but sure. Yeah my my intention is always to um, just store it. And that's it. I won't see it again till March or April. So when you get a chance to ride in sixty degree weather in January, that's fair. It's a huge, yeah, it's fair. A huge bonus. A huge bonus. That's fair. Sure. Do you have an offsite storage for it, or 
Do you store it's my, it? It's my garage. Oh, okay. No, no, I he's don't. a homeowner. He's no, he's I not know. a millennial. He's a homeowner. I know, but I mean, I, people in their Harleys, they like to have a lot of space for them, and sometimes people have off-site storage. Oh, wow. Well, that's some a dream. Some people do. That's yeah, a dream. Some people do. Hey, I, um, I got a sports question for you, Sipple. Sports. I didn't mean to interrupt you, um, but I know that the scrolls are mad at, at you this week. What? Yeah. Did you see this? Did what you hear about what this? What did he do? Is, Steve this, is Sipple, this about the whole dissing basketball thing from last week? Nah, nobody cares about that anymore. They lost. Uh, you, Sipple, ranked Dylan Riola in the 70s. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't read all that stuff. Um, I am aware he dropped. of it. He dropped I, like I, 70 spots. So I don't. I don't know what to say about it. It doesn't seem mm. that bad to me when wow. he's top 100. I mean, and I don't you know me better than that. I don't get into all this. And um, That's why I asked. Yeah. One thing is it, it sort of doesn't matter at this point. And Dylan has a job, you know. He's, he's got a, He has a job now. And he's, going, he's already working. So getting paid handsomely. And he's at work now. I imagine he's maybe working as we speak. So the rankings at this point don't matter. Now, I will say this about rankings. One thing I learned in Honolulu talking to a few guys, and I would call them agents, I mean agents of players, the star rankings do matter more than ever now to players because they're tied to NIL. Now, that that Mm, was a eye-opener. Yeah, it was. They matter to players more than they ever have. Because NIL collectives, NIL operations, um, they tie some of the financial, you know, how they how they divvy it out to the star rating, or they use that they use that as a data point. So that part was that. Now I don't know the star rating like they don't matter to me more than ever, but they do matter to players more than ever. Prospects. Man, that sucks. So Dylan Rayola has literally gone from being able to endorse Misty's. And their delicious prime rib. And now it's, hi, I'm Dylan Rayola. I like ramen. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it affects the deals. Um, but anyway, yeah. Wow, it's I did not know. I, I didn't realize that the ratings changed on, uh, on, on young Dylan. Oh, yeah. Top 10 in the 70s. His, his star rating changed in September. That's why it's a little curious, the uproar to me. I mean, he, he went to a four-star in September. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. not to get all message board-y, but. but do you think this may have had something to do with the fact that he's oh. only coming to Nebraska and he's not going to Georgia? No, I don't. I don't think that. I don't. I don't. I can't say. I haven't talked to. There's a, you know, there's a, there's people in, on three. I want to call it a panel, for lack of a better word, that do the ratings. And I'm not sure exactly how they go about it. Um, and I don't I, – and here's the thing about that. Some people have said, well, why, why can't you call them and have them explain it? I don't know that you want to get into that. I mean, if you think about it, everybody that has a beef with the rating, that's all you do is – if you're that person, it's field calls from people. I mean, it's – I think it wouldn't be very productive because it's not, you know, there's a lot of people that just don't agree with where they're rated. This happens to be a very high profile case. And, and here's the, here's the other thing, but I guarantee you Dylan will use this as fuel guys like that. 
you know, they don't hear much feedback that's not real good, strong feedback that they like. And any bit of feedback like that that they deem as negative or, or not or imperfect, um, that can be that they can use that as fuel. And I have a hunch that Gillen will. Hey, Sip, uh, we spent some time before we brought you on talking about the Carter Nelson quotes to you um, about him yeah. transitioning to the next level. I, I imagine we'll ask about that, but I wanted to ask about this one first because you wrote, I absolutely think we're going to see a lot of Riola to Nelson in coming years and perhaps even in 2024. And so I wanted to ask you about how your opinion on a 2024 impact from Carter Nelson has changed over the course of his recruitment and is it like, have you always believed that he would have an impact perhaps as early as 2024 or is that more of a recent phenomenon? No, it changed dramatically in Honolulu uh, when I watched him in practices and then in the game, in the Polynesian bullet. So no, it, no, I didn't know what to expect. I was, I was, I knew what to expect from Dylan and I saw what I, you know, I kind of saw what I saw in film. And when you're playing at Buford, Georgia, you're playing, with a lot of guys are going to play at the, you know, power five level. And you can get a pretty good read on a player. It's hard. It was hard. It's hard for me to get a read on Carter playing eight man football. So I, I just kept an open mind and Josh. Yeah. It changed dramatically based on what I saw. He's, he was one of the best players on the field. There was 13, five-star guys out there. Um, he was, his, 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 athleticism and his size and his athleticism are really striking as Mike Zimmer said off the hook. I mean he's really impressive off the hook. And then what you saw that was was if, if, I guess it was most impressive to me is he's got a really hard edge. He took a he took kind of a dirty hit in one of the practices. A guy kind of buried the crown of his helmet into him before the ball got there and then chirped it. Carter and, and Carter chirped. I mean, went right back at it and did that a few times. And he did also put some guys on their back with his blocking, which he's very intent on doing. I didn't know what kind of edge he had. He's got a really hard edge. He's a competitive, really, really hotly competitive kid. And he's, and he's got a world of talent. I mean, I mean, a world of talent. So, now, can he, you know, he does have to learn quite a bit. He's never never had to block much. He's not very good at it, he says. He didn't look bad at it to me. He's very intent on, on being good at it, which is half the battle. And he's, um, oh boy, I mean, he's got great hands. And he can really, if you watch the play, there was an interception in the game, and he came from nowhere to tackle a guy. He watched that kick. He can really fly. He's football fast. I mean, he's, he's, he's really football fast. That's a good way to say it. So why is this going to be the exception versus what has been the rule, which is, and I use that, pardon the pun, R-U-L-E, ah. um, because we've talked about this before with other tight ends. Oh, this one's going to be the one. This one's going to be the one. Why is this one going to be the one to really have a really successful year. And I'm not counting out the fact that Thomas Fedoni still can't be that guy. Um, oh, yeah. It just Fidoni. hasn't happened yet. Oh, Fedoni can absolutely be that guy. And I, you know, I don't want to, I'm not putting a lot of pressure on Fedoni out of the gate. I think they, they might have to get some stuff ready for him, though. I mean, it's, yeah. 
he, he and I and I think over time you'll see it. You'll see what I'm talking about, um, especially if he stays healthy, and then he puts on 15 pounds like he's yeah 15 pounds like he's talking about doing. He doesn't look small right now. He's especially in the lower body. He needs a little upper body strength probably. Uh, but I'm just telling you. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I mean, sometimes we do this thing, you do it, I do it, we all kind of do it, and this especially applies to me and John. We say, well, we're not experts. Well, I mean, we've been watching football, John, for 40 years. I mean, we now yeah. 60. Up, we, Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> we've picked up some things along the way. Yes, we have. And I know a, a, a good receiver when I see one, and he, he can play. Hey, speaking of picking things up as, as you've watched them, what, what do you then make of his quote about transitioning to the next level? It seems like he has no doubts that he is going to be able to do that. And I guess I just wonder with you how 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 you view that with players normally, where whether it's the number of players they're going against on a given play or certainly the level of competition, how that kind of you know affects your vision of them at the next level. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think it's a load of crap. As I wrote, I said, I don't think it's unfair to wonder how an eight-man player is going to transition to big-time college football, you know, playing Penn State and Ohio State and Oregon. I, no, that's, I, think it's, I think it's perfectly fair to wonder, and I told that to Carter, and, and, and that was his answer. He thinks it's a load of crap, <laughs> um, and, I, and I respect that. He's a very he's very confident. He said it's a load of crap, but he also said, look, an eight-man you don't really run. I don't have to run precise routes. I just go up and get the ball. <laughs> and, and I'm not, I didn't really have to learn to block, you know? It's, so it's, uh, and that's, he's, I'm not, I'm not suggesting he's contradicting himself completely, but what I took out of that quote is he, ha- he has immense confidence. He's really a confident kid. Uh, like in that, listen, he's, he's got a ton of talent. He's got he's got a very hard competitive edge, and he's very confident. The, the, the package is there now. If he avoids injury, he's gonna make, he's gonna make oh he's gonna make a lot of plays. He's gonna make a lot of plays. What the heck was that? <laughs> Sounded like a cow. Yeah, he kind of ends, um, he kind of ends in a long O and thirty third. Oh, that was a revving engine. It almost sounded like you know someone was sounding an alarm or something. Hmm. That was a revving engine. Mm. Huh. Mm. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of impressive actually. But it wasn't a it wasn't a Harley though. No, it sounded like a car. Yeah. No, def- the Harley has a very distinct uh, sound. Very distinct. <laughs> like that. Like that. I like that. Yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, I take it uh, Saturday's Nebraska ball performance didn't necessarily sway you back over to following the college game. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I was in Memphis, but the, jealous. I kind of tracked it. I was a little surprised by it. And the, the thing about Nebraska basketball, it's just to me, it's wildly predictable that they'll beat Wisconsin. I mean, it's just <laughs> hey, book it. They'll beat Wisconsin uh, at home. That that's just the way it goes. It's, it's kind of a strange season, I think, and Nebraska basketball is a very strange animal to me. Hey, you, you've talked to Doc Sadler over the years. I wonder what he would make about the struggles on the road versus the success at the home. Like, it's one thing to, you know, play better at home than on the road. I think that most programs and franchises would believe that that is going to be possible. But to be that much worse, I wonder what, what he would say, like, why that ha- has happened. 
I don't know. I don't think it's it's easily. You'd have to study it, I think. And Doc's got a job at Kansas now. And sure. He's not studying Nebraska basketball. You'd really have to delve into it. It's hard to. And, they, and you know, I'd have to delve into it. I, I didn't watch the game. I, like I said, I tracked it. And I, I don't. I mean, it's, I know that Maryland did something very intelligent, and that was put a press on Nebraska after Nebraska got off to a fast start. Now, not every team can press. Or some are much more capable than others. It worked for Maryland. It's not going to work for everybody. Um, Illinois will press the hell out of it. That's what, that's what Brad Underwood does. That'll be tough for Nebraska, it looks like. I wouldn't bet on Nebraska in that game. Plus, it's a road game, so what the hell. Um, now, but not every team can do that. The other thing, it's pretty easy. The book on Nebraska is pretty easy, and this will, in come tournament time, you just watch the matchups. If a team can press, it's trouble. And if a team has an enforcer inside, it's trouble. You know, a guy that can get, like Julian Reese, if he can get 16 points or 15 points and 16 rebounds, if he's that type of player, or the type of player the Rutgers had or players Rutgers had, if they're really tough physical, if it's a tough physical team inside, it's going to be really pretty hard for Nebraska. If it's not, they're in pretty good shape against most teams. And again, if they're playing at home. Yeah, they'll be, they can be about anybody at home. But yeah, I mean, literally. It's not. It's a, well, uh, not quite everybody. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> they didn't have too much trouble. No. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, it, it's relatively, um, I don't know. I, I'm try, I, I feign interest pretty well. You do. Um, if they if if they win a few games, I'll get interested. Hey, how much does losing Jim Harbaugh hurt the conference? How much does losing it does? It hurts the profile quite a bit. Um, when you lose that name and that level of success, I mean, he's been very very successful everywhere he's been as a head coach, and and then the you know his brother. You know, has been very successful. The, the Harbaugh name carries a lot of clout, and it—he was a Big Ten guy. I mean, he started—he started sort of evolving into Bo Schembechler. You know, if you if you look look at him, I mean, I think he almost tried to do that. So, ah, yeah, it's gigantic. It's a gigantic loss. You know, and Michigan will probably take a step back. Well, they'll take a step back. For sure. They're not going to go 15 and 0 next year. They'll, they'll take some sort of step back. The question will be, you know, can they, can Sharon Moore push them back to where they were? Seems like a long shot to me. It's hard to do. It's hard to find Jim Harbaugh's out there, and it's hard to find guys. <laughs> okay, let's put it this way: there, there was three scandals. I mean, three, or you know, he was he was in trouble on three fronts and there were it was significant trouble on three fronts one was in level one NCAA violation one was an FBI matter computer crimes where they had to fire yeah. a couple and the third was a pretty epic scandal that largely or helped define the college football season and when you go 15 and 0 in a season and 40 and 3 over the last three what happens is forget the scandals they'll put a six-year, $11.5 million per year contract in front of you and beg you to come back. And then they'll, if, they don't, if you don't, 
they'll hire internally a guy who was suspended for the first game. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing story at Michigan, and it's a it's it's great commentary on the power of winning. Oh, absolutely, it is. If you win at that level, most what we kind of we kind of look at as major violations, scandals. Uh, didn't call, it didn't come close to costing him his job. In fact, they think begged him to stay. Uh, and and I had forgotten about the FBI and the computer investigation, which has been very quiet right now. So it makes you wonder, you know, at what point does more stuff come out on that and who exactly was involved. And it's not like I don't think Harbaugh is going to be implicated in anything directly, but the fact that it happened under his nose is is never a great look. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's incredible. But, it's, again, it's just informative. To me, it's very informative. When you do win like that, a lot gets – and you have the power of his personality, I think, as, as part of it, too. I mean, he's, he's – yeah, he's a mega – he's a – He's a mega personality. Well, it's kind of it – yeah, it, it, it almost feels like – and I don't want to say missed opportunity, but with, with Saban gone now, Harbaugh would have been in a unique spot because he would have been just one of a handful of coaches who have won a national championship, plus he's got the big personality. And let's face it, as we now morph into this new era of college football where it truly is Big Ten on one side – SEC on the other, you like to have that star power. And the Big Ten would have had that star power advantage over the SEC just but Harbaugh's mere presence because Alabama doesn't have that and the SEC doesn't have that anymore. Yeah, I agree. And it, and it was it – was re- obviously it was really interesting watching Michigan beat Ohio State three straight times. So, so the Harbaugh day competition, we'll call it, would have – We've continued to be can't miss TV. I mean, it just came to be for me. There's if there's one game I was going to watch, it was the game. I think if if that's the one, if that's the one, if you had one game to pick. The last I don't know four or five years, that was the one for me, and it really got interesting in the last couple. Steve Simple Husker Online. All right, Sip. Well, uh, get the bike out tomorrow. Yeah, I definitely will. Polish it off. And now now you don't have to wear a helmet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I probably still will. I, I, good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm don't good. buckle I'm, your seat bubble. You wear a helmet. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> if only for warmth. I mean, it's still. That's it's true. Still, yeah, it's still a little <laughs> chilly at 55 on a bike. Sure. I know people don't understand, but it is. It's, oh, yeah, because you got the wind blowing in your hair. Well, and... it's like one of the parts about like superhero movies that never has made sense to me. If Superman is flying you around in the atmosphere, it's going to be chilly. Yeah, how did Lois Lane not freeze to death? Bingo. Have oh, you ever that seen... That seems like a torture Have device. you ever seen the temperature? So you know when you're on the commercial plane and you get the entertainment system? Yeah. We had this last week when we were flying back from Jersey. And you can watch the flight tracker, and it shows you all the details. It was minus 80 degrees outside Bingo. the plane. That's cold. Lois Lane's dead. Yeah. Wow. In yeah, minus. Superman right. saved her from falling, but then he murdered her in outer space. Good job, Superman. Arrest him. Flaw, flaw in the strip. Yep, exactly. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you very Big much. Big plot hole. Thanks, Sip. Bye, Sipple. <laughs> Steve Sipple.
HuskerOnline.com. That's what I always think about. Do you think that's a great point? I never thought about that. It always kills me. Not to mention, someone falls, the superhero comes and saves them. They're crashing into the. I gotta fly super fast. We. I mean, it's like getting hit by a linebacker. Yeah. That's going. 20 times faster than a linebacker. The fall That's isn't what kills you. It's the sudden it's stop. It's the tackle. But also... Boom. Might as well hit the ground. What would kill her first? The... Temperature or the lack of oxygen up there? Mm. Oh, that's another good point. Yeah, you need an oxygen mask. Can you imagine if they Here's decided to go back and you know what? We Pressure. Need to, we need to go back. Superman one, Superman two. We need to remake these so we can clear up the plot holes. And they like CGI a oxygen mask and like a thermal jacket that, would be that awesome. Superman wraps around Thank you, her. Superman, for saving me with this giant then warm coat. When he saves her from falling, he gradually yeah, slows yeah. down. Yeah, yes, exactly. You almost have to fall with them so right. then you can go back up. It's a great point. This should be an SNL bit. Superman, <laughs> but real. And it's just everyone's freezes to death. Damn it, Superman, you did it again. Even Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Even Mr. Freeze. What Super killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> Ice to Superman, but real. Superman, but real. <laughs> I'd love it. Uh, Joel writes, as someone who played eight-man football, this whole narrative is overblown. It's not like learning a completely new language. Anthony, Now Anthony Grant's going to get crapped on. Anthony Grant played 11-man and couldn't adjust to FBS-level football where he couldn't beat everyone to the edge every play. Still, it's, it's a logical question. I mean, because he has been... He's been of eight-man. Mm. Well, and it's not even so much the eight-man part, but it's the size of the people he's around. Correct. It's the There's level of talent. There's not many people in that part of the state that are as big as he is. Because they're all playing banjos. No, but we talk about this when there's any play. He just got us flagged again. Oh, maybe that's what it was. It's the banjo playing. You, you're, you're, dis- you're, 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 uh... Your disgrace of farmers. It's the official anthem of Carter Nelson. Josh calls him Farmers. Oh, oh, so we're going to go after another tight end. It wasn't enough that you went after Fedoni. Now you're going after Carter Nelson. And his bad Twitter handle. I can't believe you'd go after Mr. Deliverance like this. The the same thing. We'll watch it in Movie Club. The same thing happened with Zion Williamson coming out of, I think, Virginia, like a tiny town in Virginia. He was going up against a bunch of tiny babies out there just dunking on them all the time. Virginia also has banjos. So, of course it does. So, it's like, are you good or are you just athletic uh, surrounded by a bunch of little children? I look forward to the Nebraska Tight Ends Union issuing a statement sanctioning your ass. I loved Tracy Wistrom. Yeah, but if he's a proud member of the Nebraska Tight Ends Union, they kind of Kyler kind of hang together. I liked Kyler Reed. You hated Kyler Reed. Overrated. Bad take. I'm excited to see what nickname we give this tight end after you piss him off. Mm, must have shot him. Deep voice guy. Josh Peterson going after Nebraska tight end since 2023. I love tight ends. The sad wow. thing is you won't know if Carter Cutter. Nelson's actually coming after you on Twitter because of his weird Twitter handle. Yeah, I don't feel looks, like it's a bot. It looks like a bot. <laughs> He'll start liking <laughs> tweets from five years ago. <laughs> Damn it, I got to mute another bot. Stay away from me, Carter. Oh, hey, here's one. I really hope he hits it big because people will notice that if he's in the NFL, people will notice that. Why is your Twitter handle look like a bot? Yeah, I want someone to ask him about that. The first time he does an interview, I don't care about how he gets off the line of scrimmage. I want to know about his Twitter handle. Wow. What's up with your Twitter handle? Is it just a bunch of numbers? It's Yeah, it's Carter Numbers. Oh, wow. I bet it's a bit now. I think he's leaning into it. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. No, I bet he when he set up his Twitter, it's just the way it is. But and then because, he's, now he and leans because into people it. are in Ainsworth, they're hardworking. 
salt-of-the-earth type folks. <laughs> no, they're not playing banjos. <laughs> that they don't uh, give a crap about what their Twitter handle is. Do you think he manually types that in? No. All the time? What do you mean? When he logs into Twitter? No, it probably just saves his username. You don't save your username and passwords? Well, not on a public computer. What well, if he probably has a private school? He's a Gen Z. He just has his phone. He's got his own phone. It's yeah. already logged in. El Scorcho says Zion came from South Carolina, which which actually strengthens your point. Thank you, El Scorcho. They are of banjo. Yeah, they certainly are. I know which side they Again, fought for, too. People of Ainsworth, I don't think you all you do is sit around and play banjos. You're good. He thinks you do that a lot of the time, though. Just not Midwesterners. Where is Ainsworth? i got to look this up. It's up, uh, it's up oh, north. Oh, man, their population is 1,615. Yeah. Wow. It's too bad it's not 1,620. It's a lot of banjos. The zone. 1,620, the zone. Hey, everyone. Josh John here for our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. John, you remember last year, Rob Gronkowski, wide left. FanDuel's kick of Destiny. Did you know that he is back for the second iteration? Kick of Destiny 2. And this time, you can play along. No, you don't get to go there and kick with him. That would be fun because I would definitely say that you would miss. But you can choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now because if you are right, you will win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone, John, can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. So, make sure you sign up now. Go to FanDuel.com slash 1620 and then whether your team make or team miss, go to the app, get your pick in. It is absolutely free and if you're on the right side, you can win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. So once again, that website, FanDuel.com slash 1620. Sign up today and be a part of the kick of destiny. 21 plus and present in Iowa, no purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.Sportsbook.com. Gambling problem, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.